Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Rest chin on ground. Look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door. Check window. Check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball. Lose shiny ball. Find shiny ball. Eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with any auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sacramento, Oklahoma City, the Magic, and the Rockets. The third pick goes to the Houston Rockets. Lift off will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, This is Craig Ackerman, TV play-by-play announcer for the Houston Rockets. What's up, everyone? This is Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on Rockets. This is Chris Chavez. This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean from Shots and Thoughts. This is Will, a.k.a. Bias Houston. This is Chucky Brown, former NBA basketball player for the 1995 NBA champion Houston Rockets. This is Timoteo Keister. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself. What's up, Rockets fans? This is Hollywood Don Knox. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. It's your boy, Von Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player. Five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. This is Jonathan Sanford, public address announcer for your Houston Rockets. You're listening to The Summit State of Mind. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks. And everything Houston Rockets presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network and the official podcasting fan site. It's Houston Rockets website, SpaceCityScoop.com. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. Of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. And GM, I think a little toasties is is due right now for the the Houston Rockets who came away with very very came away as winners in this NBA draft, which we're going to go into in just a moment. But to sidetrack really, really quickly, how are you doing today, good sir? Oh, man, I am wonderful. It's a sunny day. It's a little hot out there, but nothing too crazy. You know, we're just here chilling. And, you know, it's a Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. We got a lot of stuff happening. We got a lot of stuff going on. TGIF? Yeah. TGIF, Nooglers. I will say this, though. Hmm. Um, I just want to say thank you to, to everyone that came out on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, that thing that happened. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> like, we had an event on Tuesday. And, you know, I just wanted to shout out everyone that came by and hung out with us. Like, You're going to name everybody? Oh, Go ahead. I don't know if I can do it. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. No, don't do it. <laughs> you know, I will shout out, though. Give it, yeah, give special shout outs. I will give some shout outs. We'll give, you know, a couple shout outs here and there. Like, shout out to Pastor Nick, DJ. Yo, man, that prayer legit helped us. I'm not even going to lie. You know, like, who would have thought, you know, a prayer circle before the lottery? Like, we requested it. We were like, let's get a prayer. Let's get a prayer, man. We got Pastor yeah. Nick here. We got we got to get a prayer. Yeah. Got to uh, get a prayer. Got, the, got the clutch uh, Houston Rockets candle in the process. Yeah, from Judd, you know, <laughs> good friend of Ryan's. Yeah, like, that was super cool. And 
I just enjoy the fact that everybody was able to come out and, you know, everyone understood what the assignment was. We wanted to get a top three pick. And I just really enjoyed the fact that everyone got to get together. Everyone got to have a good time. And just, you know, if, if you have, if you, if you listen to our podcast and you saw the commish post his video, dude, that was a genuine, genuine reaction. And to see all of us together and to see every, every individual's faces in that video it's a, was awesome. It's a, that's a painting in a, in, a, in a Houston museum in the future, man. Absolutely. They're going to talk about that. The year we got, the year we got you know, uh, X player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I was so, so elated. The nerves didn't hit me until 7 o'clock, maybe like 7.05. 705 and i got to the point where and i remember vividly we're you know because i went up to pastor nick and i was like i was like pastor nick we're, we really need a prayer like I, I can't i can't think straight right now like we i'm i'm starting to get nervous man so you know it was just so clutch such a great opportunity just to get i think you know the great part about it is which we talked about last episode was since the end of the season we haven't really gotten everybody together it's been well over a month uh, I, I think it's just good that the, the spaces are nice because, you know, you still stay in contact with everybody, but it just meeting them in person creates that that next level of closeness that our fan base has that not you mm-hmm. know that other fan bases aren't lucky enough to yeah. have. And we're able to cultivate that and kind of help bring it to life and bring people together. So, you know, shout outs to everybody that came. And, you know, we appreciate all shout outs to Urban South Brewery once again for just being clutch with it. Just being able to give us that spot to to enjoy, uh, which is some of the best beers in the entire city of Houston, and not just the city, but at the state. Okay, let's, let's be real go. here. Well, I'm you know I'm just just speaking speaking off cuff, but yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, I haven't I haven't had any yeah any Urban beer. South over any beer in Dallas, yuck, or San Antonio, yuck, or Austin, yuck, El Paso, what, Lubbock, what, Paris, what. Uh, uh, Laredo? What? McAllen? What? San Marcos? What? Canyon Lakes? What? Uh, uh, Alvin? That's a lot. Yeah, what? I, can, I, I, can, I can keep going for you, but no, no. But that's for not, real though, Let's not derail the podcast. No, no, we're not, like two minutes in. Let's not derail in. too much. No, no, we're actually four minutes in. But, <laughs> but you know, just, just shout out to everybody. We know we appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for coming out. It's, it's, it's such a blessing that we can get everybody together. So, GM, let's move on to the topic of the day. Because we had, since last time we had come on this podcast, we all, we did our bold predictions. We did the game. We did the simulation. Out of the eight tries, we ended up getting the number three pick. And lo and behold, we end up with the number three pick. The Houston Rockets end up with the third overall pick in this year's NBA draft. And now are officially guaranteed one of Jabari Smith Jr., Chet Holmgren, or Paolo Bancaro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One of these players will call Houston their home next month. Wow. Like, dude. Hey, man. That's... It's... It's a blessing. Dude, can, can you just talk about the fact that the lowest end of the spectrum would have been five? You and me kind of – I had high hopes that we were going to be top three. I just – I felt it in I felt it in my loins, man. I felt like we were top three. But you were 
you had been resigned to like, okay, high hopes, but let's keep let's keep expectations low, which is fine. So you were ready to be like, all right, number five. So you know, I was go. realistically ready for number five. But that separation, man, alone of of how clutch this whole situation is to be able to have a top three pick, dude. You have tier one, which is all three of those guys, because of the fact that there is no consensus number one pick right now, and I think that's the scary thing. And I'm and, I, and even in in. Like hindsight's twenty twenty, but looking back on it now, I am actually so happy that if there's any year that the Rockets don't have the number one pick, it's this year. Could you imagine if we got the number one pick with no consensus number one? We can have our own consensus number one, but if there's not like a nationally recognized consensus number one, yeah. like you'd like that's the number one pick in the draft you'd like to have. You'd like to have it when there's like a LeBron at the table, a Zion Williamson in the table. You know, like yeah. just those types of otherworldly talents that just come in. Uh, Derek Rose to a degree in 2008. Like you just want those consensus number one picks. So I am so happy that I don't even have to think. I don't even have to sweat. I can just relax. Let these two other teams figure out who they're going to get. And I get to just chill because the fact of the matter is my belief is that Chet Holmgren is not going to fall below two. J-Dub, shout out to J-Dub who brought up that great point to me and I did think about it deeper and he's totally right. Chet Holmgren's not going to fall below two. He's too va- way too valuable. Mm-hmm. One of Orlando or OKC is going to snag him, which brings us to that point, the Jabari Smith or Paolo Bancaro, which we'll go into in a little bit. But just overall reactions from that lottery night, reaction from the fact that you got that we got the third overall pick and now what's the future expectations going into the draft now? Well, I'm going to quote what I had told DJ, like how I felt. I said, keep expectations low, but hopes high. So realistically speaking, it's a 48% chance to get the number five pick. So deep down in my loins, I was like, okay, don't get too hyped up for the possibility. Allow yourself to remember that there are still good players that could be available at the number five. But obviously... There are. are. Yeah. I mean... We're not going to hate. I'm... Everyone has their reservations about Shadon Sharp, mm-hmm. but I believe that he is someone that could be thought of in the sense of being a high-tier player. But I digress, because at number three, I can tell you, mm. we're not getting Shadon Sharp. Um, this draft is a three-player draft. Let's just be completely honest here. Um, I don't want to discount Jaden Ivey either, but you can see this is a very big, heavy draft, and a lot of teams need bigs. And this is a very guard-heavy league. And if you're a player like Jaden Ivey who can't, who wasn't able to completely separate himself from the college season, uh, you know, separate himself from the pack from those top three guys, you know, like there's just, it's just, it just wasn't enough. So, in my eyes, this is a three, a three-guy draft. So. For us, the whole goal was just to get number three. Because at the end of the day, at number three, you're going to get Jabari or Paulo. You don't see Chet falling down past two. That's great. I'm okay with that. A lot of guys love Chet. I I think Chet's a great talent. But my preferences are Paulo and Jabari over Chet. That's just my opinion. And that's just how I feel. You guys can villainize me all you want for it, listeners. That's okay. That's totally fine. Everybody has their own eye for talent, and everyone believes to see things differently. And that's okay. But overall, I'm ecstatic, man, to be honest with you. Because at the end of the day, we're going to get a great, great, great playmaker in Paulo. 
who can work the mid post, who can score the ball, and someone that can initiate an offense and he can isolate. You know, we don't just need KPJ or Jalen. Much rather have Jalen. But Paulo has great talent. We also got Jabari Smith Jr., who's probably one of the most elite shooters of the last, what, five to ten years. Easily. And at the height of 6'10", with the possibility of growing more. Um, people were saying, you know, that, um, that, you know, that Jabari could possibly be a Kawhi Leonard or... Um, Paula Bencaro could be somewhat of a mixture of a Blake Griffin and a Kawhi Leonard, you know? I, I, so. I think, I think Paula Bencaro, in my opinion, like the way that I'm looking at it now, cause I've seen, I've seen a lot of comparisons drawn from Blake Griffin. I've seen comparisons drawn to Carmelo Anthony, like to a degree mm-hmm. lately in terms of Paulo Bancaro, now look, you're talking to, if you're talking to me, you've known that I've been I've been riding this train since day one. I'm with the Jabari Jungle, and I'm going to be with the Jabari Jungle Absolutely. until after June 23rd, until another and unless we pick someone else, and then I'm going to be fully down with it. So in terms of a Paulo Bancaro, if I'm looking at it from an unbiased lens, Jalen Green for a good portion of this entire year has been playing off the ball has been playing off the ball. So when you bring in a Paolo Bancaro, it creates that opportunity that he can handle the ball. Like there will be more than enough ball to go around. Paolo Bancaro ends Absolutely. up becoming an, a secondary playmaker because Jalen Green, who's already known to play off the ball already. Now, granted, he's, he's going to need the ball in his hands from time to time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with that. That's why I really feel like you can't you can't really miss with either or because the the argument going the other way from and even from my perspective it's like it's his lack of defense and then you think about the fit how does he fit next in Alperin Shangun but let's look realistically Rockets fans even myself included look and I'm like I said I am a big Jabari Smith fan you should not give a crap about fit it really does not matter if 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 Jabari's not available and it's Paolo Bancaro. You don't think twice. You go Paolo Bancaro at three because of the fact that you 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 don't think about the defense. Like, look, I mean, yeah, I know, right? This is me saying this. But think about it like this. You don't go with fit 100% of the mm-hmm. time. Sometimes you just have to go with the best talent in front of you. And you will find a way to make it work regardless. Absolutely. Because of the fact that we know that we know that Alperin Shengun's probably going to be the long-term starter. Right. That's the idea. That's mm-hmm. the idea right now. But Paolo Bancaro, that shouldn't... Uh, Alperin Shengun starting at the center spot should not be the reason why you don't draft Paolo Bancaro. Let's just be real. And from my perspective in terms of the Jabari Smith Jr., unless you guys don't already know, the, the, the he's the better fit right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, one of the best three-point shooters averaged forty-three percent from three during his freshman college year. Unheard of. No, no hitch in the jump shot. It's a perfect stroke. And top to bottom, you just can't go wrong with what Jabari Smith Jr. provides. He's a plug-and-play right away. Mm-hmm. Palaban Carroll is also a plug-and-play right away. I, mean, I can see the systems working in favors of both yeah. talents. That's I mean, why yeah, I really there's, believe there's, I'm not opposed there's no there's really no wrong answer. There's really no wrong answer that these that these rockets can go by. This is literally the best not the best case scenario, but one of the best case scenarios mm-hmm. of being within that top three because you are guaranteed one of that top three. And I can go in on Chet Holmgren as well. I just don't think he'll fall below two. I think Chet can fit yeah, with us perfectly. Re- realistically speaking, I yeah. still think he'll fit with yeah. us perfectly. He'll mm-hmm. get no, used to being in the league, but I feel mm-hmm. like Chet out of the gate will still... I feel like Chet out of the gate will still be very good. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this, though. I think pa- Paolo Bincaro is the most NBA-ready 
the way his play style is, he is prepared for the physicality that is in the NBA. Look at him. The guy is built. He's ready for it, physically speaking. Does it affect his lateral movement? Maybe. Some people believe that he isn't very quick, which is, I'm not saying he's the quickest guy, but he's got a good first step. He knows what he's doing. He's got a very high basketball IQ, which is something that people don't really value. And with on a team like us, I hate to say it, the b-ball IQ ain't exactly that great. No, it's not the highest. When you got, okay, I don't want to insult anybody, but look. Oh, at, go ahead and look insult. At, look go at, ahead, do it. Do it. Do it. You know, I'm not going to say anything. I won't name names. I'm just going to say that our names. team was not one of the smartest teams in the league well, we're the and worst team in the nba so yeah granted, obviously we're yes, not gonna uh, obviously yeah, but I mean, obviously we have the talent we had the talent the yeah. talent was there but i think what drew us back initially was yeah lack of some, lack of iq lack back. of just, iq just, there's yeah, there's awareness iq there's IQ, yeah. things like that i think paula bencaro can come in play for this team and instantly be that igniter for this team offensively absolutely now, 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 now put that make sure you put the asterisk there defensively is defensively uh, i'm not saying he's terrible off defensively but just just he's be, not be but, clear I mean, with me obviously his his, yeah. his how can i say this his effort wasn't completely there on the defensive end and can that be a red flag yes but i will say this he is no christian wood and i'm going to say that once no yeah and once and for all i get that yeah um but at the end of the day if you look at I don't want to say numbers completely, but look at his catch-and-shoot numbers. Look at him in the mid-range. Look at him from the corners. The guy can shoot the ball. He can give you many different looks. He's okay with playing off the ball. Some people may consider him a ball stopper. I don't see. I don't, I don't say so. I believe that he's open to playing any role that will help the team succeed. Just because he plays a certain way at Duke does not mean that he will play a certain way in houston yeah it shouldn't yeah whatever you you get out of the garner out of that one year in college should never be your end game i mean you can always go back to high school tapes as well in terms of what mm-hmm. what they can provide and what they and what these players can bring but if if we turn it back over to to jabari smith jr from from paula bancaro because whatever paula bancaro gives you on the offense the way he can kind of help shore up the offensive end mm-hmm. of the side of the basketball see the argument for jabari smith jr is whatever Paolo lacks on the defensive end. That's what Jabari Smith gives you tenfold in terms of defensive efforts. He's going to come in and instill that culture right away, just of a defensive mindset. He's one of the highest basketball uh, defensive IQs in college, and the man just he just knows how to play. There's just a natural instinct to his game in terms of defenses. He handles switches perfectly. He can guard the he can guard one through four. You can even argue he can guard all five, depending on who's the center at that position. He out of the gate also will be very, very, very good. And people mock drafts, a lot of mock drafts now have Jabari as the dead set number one. See that and that's the thing. That's why I want Jabari Smith Jr., don't get me wrong. I just don't think realistically speaking he's gonna fall. Like mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it. And and realistically speaking, I don't see Chet falling. I can honestly see Jabari being taken at one, but let's That's okay. what I'm saying. I'm gonna say this though. Orlando, with their the way they're constructed Honestly, there is a small possibility that they might even take Paolo Mancaro at number one. Yeah, no, because I get of, that too. Because yeah. oh, that'll open up of his open high variance of his play. Like he yeah. can affect a team in more ways than one. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. But, offensively. But offensively. But, uh, yes, yes. No, 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 no. I wasn't gonna say I wasn't gonna call you out defensively. No, no, no. I wasn't gonna do that. I, I called you out I called you out more than enough in terms of that. But I'm just saying like in terms of what we're seeing so far, like there's no there's rarely any boards that have Paolo going number one. There's a few, but there's rarely much going him number one. He's, the consensus right now is he's gonna be three. Like that's the consensus right now. Now, granted, you're right though. Orlando is truly a wild card team. Hypothetically speaking, you would think that this team that has Mo Bamba as their center that has a Wendell, be a they have a Wendell Carter. This year, okay, though. well you have a yeah. one, and you have a Wendell Carter Jr. But he's six yep. ten. You have bigs there. I still think Magic. Oh, it's Orlando Magic. First, first I, of think, all. I they think went that sh- they, they're going to go Chet. Yeah, you're going to go Shaquille O'Neal in the '90s. You got Dwight in the early 2000s. I mean, we might as well round it off and get Chet Holmgren. Because- also, he played high school ball with Jalen Suggs. Okay, well, and if they want to yeah. unlock Jalen Suggs. Yeah, give that's him true. his partner. That give him that gives him an that gives him that that little high school Gonzaga connection. Come yeah, so there's definitely a good connection there. But yeah, Orlando, I think there's there's just in such a state at this point where they have to look at all the other fat all facets of this of this setup because of the fact that there is no consensus number one. Now, granted, mm-hmm. by the time it's June 23rd, do I think it's going to be Chet? I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be Chet. But like you said, don't we're not. I'm not going to be super surprised if it's Jabari. I'm not even going to be super surprised if it's going to be Paolo. Like that's the thing. Like yeah, the the variance with Paolo. You're right. Is 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 peak with with Paolo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also think the variance with Jabari is peak too. But if you think about it, Chet has all of the tools to be the best. Could possibly be a generational talent. Like Absolutely. That's, that's the scary thing about yeah. this entire draft. I mean, he's a unicorn. Yeah, that's you know? the thing. I don't know what to expect because if you go from one down to two, OKC. If Chet's on the board, I mean, you gotta go Chet. You have the playmaker mm-hmm. in Josh Giddy already. Yeah. You have Shy Gilgis Alexander. Mm-hmm. You have your guard and forward spot kind of shored up already. I mean, mm-hmm. you could pair Jabari or Paolo. Watch OKC end up taking like shit on Sharp and say fuck Throw everything, it, man. Yeah, and just, then just we, messed, we're left with like Chet the and Jabari up. or Paolo just, at, t- at oh, three. Just, and <laughs> then the world will explode. Yeah, I think at explode. that moment, I just don't think I just don't yeah. think that'll happen though. I really yeah. believe that mm-hmm. Orlando, OKC, Houston, mm-hmm. if they if as long as they just do what they need to do, but mm-hmm. I can totally, but I can see that happening. Like we've seen crazy things happen in the draft. Like yeah, yeah, you know we've seen crazy stuff in the '90s and the early yeah. 2000s. Like yeah. obviously not as much recently mm-hmm. in terms of the draft. Everything's pretty much gone according to plan. But man, OKC man, Sam Presley, he is that type of guy. He would just be he gladly. You know, throw the money in the fire and be like, you know, this is what we, this is what we throw, do. Throw the wrench and say, screw you guys. But I mean, you know, I mean, if I'm gonna say anything, and the reason why Shadon could be that pick is because, well, you like Shadon. Well, I you do. Have a but also, Shadon plays Sharp. really well off the ball, and I just that's don't have thing. enough footage. When SGA and Josh Giddy are your predominant ball handlers, then yeah, it makes sense. You know, I get that. But are, is anybody sold on Shadon? No, I was sold on Shadon at five. Doesn't mean I'm sold on him at three, Justin. I was so, also there's a, there's sold. Whole story. I was also sold on a player named Terrence Williams once upon a time. Well, we got him for like well for well, first, but he was a pretty high pick. I'm just saying, like, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that Shadon Sharp's going to be a, a bust. I'm not saying he's going to be a bad player. Now, granted, I think he's going to be very good, but you know, there is that that there is that that gamble mm-hmm. at the end of the day. There's just not enough. For me, there's just not enough stuff for me. But mm-hmm. thank God we don't even have to think about that. Yeah. Like I'm just happy at this point, just to round this out, just mm-hmm. to kind of let to let everyone know yeah. that no matter what we may think, no matter what myself, GM, or uh, you know our, our homies from 
Clutch City Control Room or, you know, Locked On with Jackson Gatlin. Shoutouts to, I'm going to put the plugs out there for them from boys, <laughs> but cheap plug for them. But it does not, like, it matters what we say, but at the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen in that war room. Yeah, we don't We know. have no we clue, know. and that's yeah. the awesome part. This is going to be so much fun, dude. This next month is going to be wild. I cannot wait to see the type of agendas that are going to get pushed. I love this because Rockets fans, with this number three pick, the agendas get pushed out the window. You don't have a choice anymore. Yeah, you're just you it's just have to you have hands. to settle. And I mean, to be honest with you, I prefer Paulo, but if we get Jabari, <laughs> am I going to be disappointed? Hell no. Because at the end of the day, we will get a talent that can complement our team no matter who it is. Yeah. Jabari plays well off the ball. He's another big that can shoot the 3. Paulo can dominate the ball if needed. Is the reason why I really like Paulo, let me tell you this. You see teams in the playoffs. Watch, for example, Phoenix. Chris Paul couldn't do anything with the ball. Devin Booker is not a ball handler. So will they get the ball to Devin Booker because they want him to shoot? He gets double teamed. Who does he have to pass it to? Because yeah, those guys don't yeah. use they don't use the ball like the way that Chris Paul nor Devin Booker does it. And Devin Booker isn't even that guy. He's not that guy. He's like guy. not a supreme ball handler. No, he's playmaker. not. Yeah. And teams like this, they have multiple guys that can handle the ball. Look at Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart. They can all handle the ball when need be. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Look at Miami, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, ball handlers, Golden State, Seth Curry, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole. Dallas, Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic. Just Multiple like- guys that can handle the ball and isolate. Well, hold on. Let me, let me get. Let me, I, Draymond Green doesn't isolate. Yeah, be careful with but, your words. But man. Draymond Green can make the right decisions at 6'9 and make the right passes. Oh, he's a, great he's a passer. high basketball IQ. He's a great passer. He, Paolo Bencaro isn't a defender that a Draymond is, but he can be the passer. That Draymond is. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. So all I'm saying is that someone that can isolate and find his shot. I mean, granted, I'm not discounting Jabari because there's a possibility that he can. Is that something you want to bake on? That's up to the individual. We all have different um, views on what we value. So that's all I'm saying. Um, But at the end of the day, I would not be mad. If Jabari is is a Houston Rocket, I will cheer the shit out of him. I will hope that he will win a three-point con, a three-point shootout for us. You know what I mean? So, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I I pick. Well, I I I think what we can hope for, and I think what we know what the setup here is for this team is this 2022 NBA draft. I I just have a good feeling about this top three. I don't know. Like it's a similar feeling I had to Jalen Cade and Evan Mobley uh, last year. It's the same feeling I have going towards this. I think you're gonna see. I don't know if you're going to see transcendent 2003 like LeBron, Chris Bosh, Carmelo Anthony, D-Wade, but I I don't see, I don't know, for some reason, I don't see Chet being a bust. I just don't see it. I, I, I know people say his size is lack of size, but I think Chet smarts and... I just think all three players have such a high IQ that they're just they just can't fail and mm-hmm. they all have a good work ethic. Yeah. So, I think this is going to be more along the lines of like the top billing of like 
of like maybe like the Chris Bosh, the Dwayne Wade, the the Carmelo Anthony side, where they're all successful. That's why I really can't go wrong with this 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 third pick. And, and if anybody is mad, like, oh, we should have gotten one, we should have gotten two. No, really, guys, I think at the end of the day, you can find reasons to plug these any of these three guys out the gate, and they'll do something for you. But with the way I think about it is, you know, closing this off before we go to our first break, I also just want to say this. I think at the end of the day, no matter what we may do, no matter how people may think, you want someone that you can plug and play right away. But let's be realistic here. This team is not going to win a championship now. They're going to win a championship in the next maybe two, maybe not even say two, maybe like next three years, maybe in two years if, if they're playing ahead of schedule. So let's be real here. Do you want Do you want player X to be the best player coming out right now, the most pro-ready right now or do you want the guy that in two or three years is going to be the one you know playing superbly well the guy that's starting to separate himself from the other talents from that draft class the one you know the slow the slow molding you know the the slow pressure of that coal before it becomes a diamond like that's what you want that you don't need the pro ready right away like that's why i i still i i can buy into chet as well you don't need the pro ready right away like you can bank on the fact that you can then then you don't look at it from like day one they're the best player no i'm not i don't give a crap about day one being the best player i want to see where they are in the next two or three years when we're competing for a championship that's what matters to me that's where i'm going to close on anything to close before we go on our first break no i mean i think we've said it all we said everything that we have to say in regards to the third pick and eventually we'll go on and talk about not in this episode but we'll talk about the 17th pick and the possibilities over there as well justin but, wants to trade oh i want to trade down yep. absolutely he, he doesn't want to use this pick at all like he's 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 dead set on getting this traded he doesn't care for it i just want more picks for 2023 man see well, justin honestly. doesn't give a crap about the 2022 he's like he's like well, outside the top outside the top five maybe six justin's like eh. unless we trade up with a Christian Wood as a as a piece of bait, I, uh, he's not bait. I like that. To be honest with you, I like that. But um, you know, but at the end of the day, I think that you know, just overall, is that I'm just happy that we got number three, right? And right for the team itself, you know, we already have like a lot of young players. I okay, I'm gonna say this based right, on go. a hunch from me. Okay, is that the possibility of keeping seventeen? I would give it at like 65-35 at this point in time because I just don't think that they want to keep that many young players. And based on how Raphael Stone operates, I think he might want that. We'll see. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what ends up happening on the construct of it. We're going to be diving deeper into this the this especially going into the draft which is going to be coming within the next month so you're going to be seeing a lot of a lot of draft centric episodes as we go into it so that's all we have to say right here cheers one time for the houston rockets number three overall pick in this 2022 draft draft's going to be june 23rd on thursday houston rockets are definitely going to be hosting something so be on the lookout for that myself and the gm will be there for sure garen freaking teed and with that said, let's move on. But before we do, we need to give a quick ad break from one of our awesome sponsors. Give us one moment, and we will be right back. What's up, everyone? This is Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on Rockets, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Summit State of Mind podcast, presented to you by the Minute Media Podcast Network. And I am the GM... And yes, guys, that is my soothing voice 
that is leading us back into this episode. So, Kamish, mm. how are we feeling mm-hmm. after this conversation about having the number three pick? I was hot, man. I was hot. I was hot. I was livid. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, man. The vibes, the vibes, the vibes are. The vibes are uh, shout outs to um, vibes meteorologist. It's a uh, completely immaculate. Shout outs to Zeke one time. I, I, I'm just like I said, man. I'm super elated by this. I'm super elated at this opportunity, man. It's such a great time. But the crazy thing is, man, this is not the only Rockets news out there. So much Rockets news has been happening, like mm-hmm. that we had to dedicate in a whole nother segment just just Rockets news. There's been a lot of stuff happening. Jam, let's talk about it right now. Jalen Green officially was selected to the All Rookie First Team, solidifying his rookie season with some hardware. Shout outs to Bill Simmons, man. We would not have gotten it done without you. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, GM. Yes, sir. Jalen Green, mm-hmm. All Rookie First Team. No surprise there. What was your reaction? When we saw, when we saw his picture come up on that on that screen, you know we saw it live, mm-hmm. we saw it happen live. Yeah. We saw his picture get on screen and and a very very well deserved uh, rookie selection. Man, overall, to be honest with you, I was extremely happy, but I was expecting it. Right, right. I'm gonna say this though. I'm gonna say this. Um, despite what, um, what's his name? Despite what Bill Simmons said on his podcast, you know, we're not gonna go into that. We're not gonna dive too deep into that. No. We don't have to. But we I'm going to be honest with you. I think that segment itself may have actually helped Jalen. It may Big have brain. made him like look that. like more of a sympathetic hero. If we're going to go into wrestling terms. Oh, okay. Who is he? Bill Simmons is the manager of said heel that doesn't speak. Unfortunately, that is Herb Jones. He is not a heel. Let's not get it twisted. He is a great player, but he's not all defense. I mean, sorry, all rookie first team material. I mean, and granted, rookies don't win. So his argument is moot. Let's just be completely honest here. But with Jalen Green, he didn't even fight back. He didn't say anything, you know, until until it was announced. He said, thank you. Bill Simmons, you're my dog for real. And if anyone understands, dude, sarcasm is a real thing. Yeah, it really and, is. And, you know, whether he was sarcastic or not is a whole other story. Who knows what Jalen Green's thinking? It, it, I, I think it was a perfectly placed uh, tweet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because it, be, it could be perceived either way. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, that all goes, you know, that all goes into it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say that I do believe that it helps him a little bit. So that's okay. And my expectations were high. I think Jalen deserved it. People are going to try to discount what he did in the second half of the season. But, you know, people can get mad that Josh Giddy didn't make it. He only played 50-plus games. He played one game after All-Star break. Yeah, come on now. Uh, like, let's be real. Yeah, okay, you can't go by totality of okay, the whole season. was... They, Don't be that guy. OKC was literally trying extremely hard to throw the season. And did it work? They got the number two pick. They yeah, got I mean, it one worked. pick better it, than us. It worked. God bless but, them. But, you know, that that's besides the point. As a Rockets fan, I am extremely proud for Jalen Green. And let's give a small shout-out to Raphael Stone. Oh. Jay Sean Tate, mm-hmm. all-rookie first team last year. Jalen Green, all rookie this year. Next year, 
Paulo Bancaro, all rookie first team. Or maybe, maybe Jabari Smith Jr., all rookie first team. And then the seventeenth pick, all rookie second team. Yeah, if anyone saw <laughs> Alperin <laughs> Shengun did get votes. He did get votes to get onto the second team. He didn't have enough, but you know it just shows that not only the market in Houston paid attention to how he played, but there were some pundits that really appreciated what he brought to the table and how he played during the season. Yeah. I you know I'm at a point now. Sorry, go ahead. No, go no, finish no. your statement. Well, I'm just saying that overall I think it's a wonderful thing and I'm very very happy and I'm very proud that Jalen is our guy and that he was able to get it because he absolutely deserved it. And if he didn't, we riot. Like if CM Punk lost in Chicago at Money in the Bank in 2011. We riot. Boom. Absolutely. I'm at a point now where when it comes to Jalen Green where – because the argument that people are saying going the other way for him is, well, he didn't have a – it was the the totality of the season he didn't play well. Like pre-All-Star break, he was pretty pedestrian. And don't get me wrong. He was pretty – he was pretty pedestrian. In the eye test, he was was pretty pedestrian. We're going to be real. Like his first – 20 25 games like he just wasn't anything special especially when we were in that 15 game losing streak it just did not help the cause whatsoever but let's be real here before all-star break my man averaged almost 15 points a game he did this like with his eyes closed in his sleep knowing the fact that he wasn't even used to nba speed or the game on top of it gm 14.6 before all-star break without even any inkling of like any tap untapped potential that he could possibly have 14.6 my dude did that it like that's insane the fact that he was still struggling and he still averaged 14.6 knowing that he didn't get touches knowing that he didn't get the ball enough knowing that at that point that juncture of the season christian wood was doing his thing and he was trying to do everything he could kp was trying to adjust like he did 14.6 and then post all-star break he averaged 22 points dude he was a minus 1.7 on the floor post all-star break dude bottom line you cannot with a straight face deny this man like the fact that you can deny him rookie of the year, I get that. That's fine. I can I can totally agree with I can agree that with you there, and I understand the concept of it. But there's no way you can tell me otherwise that he did not deserve first team all rookie. The man, he's he's for real. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green is pro- he's a proven worth. He is for real. Absolutely, he can score in his sleep, and I mm-hmm. think this was so well deserved. This was such a a great feeling for the city of Houston. I love that Jalen Green's rookie season ended with hardware. Like I just wanted that for him. Mm-hmm. I think just for himself, for his confidence. I think that he deserved it. He worked so hard. He didn't say a he didn't say a damn word this entire season. Oh, I deserve more touches. No, no maybe he people didn't complain. people wanted that. People want. We have friends that were like, "Yo, man, I wish he was cockier. I wish he would just come up and be like, "Hey, man, give me the damn ball." Like, yeah, would we yeah. want that? Do we want that? Of course, we want that. But yeah, the absolutely. fact of the matter is that that. Jalen Green just isn't – he's not that right now. No. And can he be that later? Absolutely. I, I think so. But as of right now, like, he just – he he waited his turn. He gave, he got in there, and when he did, he took the baton, and he ran with it. And he's continuing to run with it. This is the cornerstone of our franchise, the man that, in me and the GM's opinion, is going to lead us to a championship. I fully, fully believe it. And he's going to be teamed up with a Paolo Bancaro or a Jabari Smith Jr. or even a Chet Holmgren. And I think from that end, from that standpoint, you're looking at – a very, very, very exciting team next season and a very scary team uh, within the next two or three years. Absolutely. Uh, if you include 
a few uh, veteran pieces. So shout outs to Jalen Green once again, getting getting rookie, getting all rookie first mm-hmm. team, two years in a row running. Shout outs to Raphael Stone, just continuing yeah. to hit the right buttons. Yep. Shout outs to hey, I want to do one more shout out. Shout outs to <laughs> Steven Silas as well because he the, the man was. You know, do oh, you know what? Something very interesting, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought about it. Did you watch that video where he they were talking about uh, Jalen Green? Yeah, the Rockets posted it. Shout outs to Von Wafer because Von Wafer said it first before we heard. Uh, before we heard, uh, mm-hmm. Steven Silas said, "Quick Twitch." Yeah, he yeah. said, "Quick Twitch." Quick, well, Quick Twitch is definitely a thing in basketball. Yeah, but I feel and, like you know, I just didn't. I didn't hear it like from anybody else. Like, well, yeah, because Von Wafer said. Quick twitch, and the For, next time, I, former NBA player, yeah. and he's also a coach. And that's when the next time I heard that was Absolutely. when Steven Silas said. So I Absolutely. was like, "Man, shouts to you, see Vaughn's ahead of the game. Well, he already knows." I'm gonna say this in regards to Vaughn. He's in that world, and um, he knows. You know, and. For people that haven't played in the league or haven't played basketball at a higher level, don't really understand the value of that, correct? No. But I will say this, though. Um, shout out to Locked On with Jackson. Didn't we all call that Jalen Green would get over the hump of 16 points a game? At the All-Star break, we had talked about it. He was averaging, what, 14.6, you said, at the All-Star break. And we had put the bet on the line saying... Would you put money on Jalen getting over 16? And we all said yes. That just shows the faith that we have in Jalen Green. Absolutely. And how we feel about him as a player. So, you know, I just want to shout him out again because that's our star. That's our guy. He reps so hard for Houston. He really does. Him and and, uh, Josh Christopher. Yeah. I mean, you know, granted Harden repped us so hard. But I would I am so proud to have someone like Jalen Green front and center to be our star. And dude, man, I'm ready to see him change to number four. Let's get legit. Oh man. Three, four, five, KPJ, Jalen, Bincaro. Let's oh, fucking man. do it, baby. Ooh. Shout out to the last person that wore the number four for the Rockets. Was wait, wait, wait. Actually fact check me on this. Was Daniel House number four? He was number four. Yeah, four to house. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's okay. why he. Shout out to him. You know, shout, shout, that's, shout that's, that's why we low key let him go because you know Jalen can get his number. But absolutely, give okay. it to me one time. So, like we said, you know, before let's wrap this up. This part of the segment up with a bow. We're so happy for Jalen Green, cornerstone of our franchise. Can't wait to see. And this is he just turned twenty a few months ago. He's twenty years old. Goodness gracious, I cannot wait. To echo the sentiments of a Steven Silas, I can't wait to see Jalen Green at 23 and 24 years old. Pure, unadulterated, monster status. I fully believe he's going to be just an offensive juggernaut before it's all said and done. So, GM, let's move on to the last topic of this episode because this is definitely something that needs to be talked about, needs to be discussed. And it kind of flew by the way, not really fly by the wayside, but it definitely didn't garner a, a whole lot of attention because of the fact that the draft the draft lottery was happening as well. So most of the attention got turned to that. But that was the 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 leaving of two assistant Rockets coaches, uh, Will Weaver and uh, Mr. Horny, Jeff Hornacek. And the fact that two openings are now going to open up, what was your immediate thoughts in terms of seeing these two assistant coaches when they decided to leave? Because my personally, my my point of view was Jeff Hornacek, I wasn't super high on. I was just kind of like, okay, that's that, that's great. He's a decent coach. That I'm fine with it. It was Will Weaver for me. I really believe Will Weaver is going to be a great coach in this league, and I wanted to keep him kind of in our tree 
you know, just never know. Like, if you need to promote someone in the future, Will Weaver can just be that guy. I really fully believe that uh, Will Weaver isn't going to be uh, unemployed for long. He's going to get picked up very, very quickly, and I'm I'm almost certain of it. Just such a great assistant coach, and you know, we just we wish all the best for Jeff Hornacek and for uh, Will Weaver. But just your immediate reactions, GM, and knowing that these two kind of decided that after one year they were going to decide that they were going to leave the team. Obviously, we don't know the full totality of these situations. But what was your immediate reaction knowing that two assistants were leaving? I think it was two years. I mean, no, I one think, year. Really? I thought Horny. Oh, was, was it your? Maybe think, it was two years. I think Horny was there when they first started. Will Weaver? I'm not 100 sure. I think he was, but you can you can everyone uh, can fact right. check me on you're that. Right, you're, I think you're right. I think um, it was two years. My bad. But. I'm not as disappointed about Hornacek leaving, yeah, honestly. I'm trying to move aside the Utah Jazz bias. Ha. But he's Jeff Hornacek. He hurt us in oh so many ways in the 90s, especially in 97. I, I will never forget. Less. But, you know, with Will Weaver, I'm really surprised. Yeah. Because he was a head coach that was interviewed for a few jobs. and I mean, not sorry, sorry. He was interviewed for a few head coaching jobs, but ultimately ended up being an assistant for Silas. I'm not sure exactly where the Rockets are headed there, but if it were up to me, I want them to hire the RGV head coach currently, Mahmoud Abdel Fattah. Give it to me one time. You know, like I want him to come in and be an assistant coach. Let's groom him to be the head coach. No offense to Steven Silas. I think Steven Silas is a, is, is a good coach. I had, to, I had to watch myself there. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I was waiting for it. I was like, "Oh, GM, don't mess but, up." But you know, but in the grand scheme of things, I just think that Coach Abdel Fattah is a one of a kind, unique personality and head coach. I shout out to um, Lashard and AD. I listened to their podcast. I think it's Rocket Fuel podcast. I'm really sorry, guys. I totally lost the name. Um, I do listen to it though. And I listened to their episode recently with when they interviewed him. And shout out to um, Saman Ali. I listened to that episode as well when they interviewed him. And Coach Adolfo Todd, just he's just, as a person, you can just see that he has such a big heart. He extremely cares about his players. He wants player number one, your star, all the way to the 12th slash maybe 15th member of the roster. He will treat them all special. And the thing about players is that everyone has an ego. And I'm not saying it negatively. Only naturally. It's good to have ego. Only yeah, naturally. Of course. Because no matter where you go, there's a reason why you're in the league and there's a reason why you are where you are. It's because you are you were the best somewhere else. And the fact that he will treat that guy with so much love and respect shows a lot about what he does i'm not saying that every coach doesn't do that but everyone everyone coaches differently and there's nothing like being treated a certain way Mm -hmm. and being shown how special you truly are and to me honestly i think it's a wonderful thing and just speaks volumes to the content of his character especially as a coach you know and i just think that that type of personality and that type of care inside our locker room especially for the likes of someone like a kevin porter jr and currently a christian wood we don't know how long he'll be there but outside of john lucas who is also a player consultant assistant coach 
I think Coach Abdel Fattah can also help in that regards and show understanding towards these players. Look at the way he was with G- with Gerald Green at RGV. You know, there's that, something special. Like absolutely. I think this coach is. I think this coach absolutely. is going to be special. And, you know, I like, he would be the third coach from there to have made. You know, like be a head coach, Nick Nurse, Chris Finch. You know, those guys have won championships. And he's all, another one all, that has been playoffs. added into that list. Yeah. So let me tell you, man, it's just we can't miss out on this guy. If Silas does not work, honestly, I don't give a shit about who is available head coach-wise. I want Coach Abdel Fattah. I believe in him. Truly, honestly, I completely believe in him. And I will... I will scream that to the high heavens. Shout out to Ultimate Warrior Jim Helwig. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> I, I'm I'm at a point now where, with when it comes to this this this, how do you? I don't even know how to properly say his name. Can you say it again? <laughs> Coach Abdel Fattah. Abdel Fattah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Coach Abdel Fattah. Okay. I honestly, to be completely honest, I haven't done too much research in regards to this guy, but I just know for a fact that what what he provided for that real group for the Rio Grande team, he's special. He's a great coach. He's been bringing out the best out of these players, and he's done it on a consistent basis as he's as long as he's been the coach. Absolutely has earned his right to become an assistant under the Houston Rockets. He deserves the promotion. He deserves to be under this tree. And like you said, you know, if there's another opening that ends up coming up, you want him to be an assistant because if you need to promote him to coming a head coach, the position will be right there. I would love the opportunity for him to do that. He should be a candidate, not confirmed to be a candidate by any means right now. But I think at this point, he should definitely be seen as a candidate. Now, granted, there's another uh, assistant head coaching position that also needs to be filled. So there's two spots that need to be filled. One of those spots can be, you know, can be held by Fatah. Absolutely. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just no way you can viably see that. If there was one assistant coaching position, you could be like, okay, uh, you could see it. But there's two. Like, come on. There's two assistant head coaching positions. There's got to be some way they can bring this guy up and let him be on the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I would just love to see what he can do with the rookies, the rookies from this draft class, how he can ex- help excel Kevin Porter Jr. Because he, he did he worked with Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, in the Rio Grande, in Rio Grande for a few of those games uh, mm-hmm. the year before in 20, or like early 2021. And he, you know, like there's, he's worked with them. Like he's worked with these guys, Josh Christopher. He's worked with Usman Garuba. He's yeah. worked with these, with a lot of these guys, KJ Martin to an extent. Like you got to believe that this guy has earned his stripes. I fully believe that by the time we get to October and time the season comes around, yeah, Abdul Fatah will be a, will be an assistant coach. My bold prediction, anyway. I surely hope there's so. two spots. I surely hope you so. could give one to him. So. I fully agree with you there, GM. It, I'm excited. I'm ecstatic. What an exciting time mm-hmm. right now to be a Rockets fan. You know, like literally, like like let's like let's wrap this up in a bow. But if you look at the whole totality of the situation, like it could have been really bad. Like not not really really bad. Sorry, I don't mean to be a little melodramatic, but like yeah, pick number five. Like yeah, for Rockets fans, five. that like, would be extremely dramatic. Been, yeah, but what I'm saying though, like mm-hmm. it's you got pick number three. Jalen Green is your is your you know, he made the all-rookie first team very well-deserved. The uh, the possible addition of Abdul Fattah to be in that, to be in the assistant court. What a great time to be a freaking Rockets fan right now, mm. dude. This is such, such a fun time. And if you're not like, honestly, if, if you've taken the time to listen to our podcast long enough and you are like, 
on the fence of whether or not you should be a Rockets fan because this team isn't really necessarily winning right now. Yeah. I'm telling y'all, if you watched a few of these games last season, I fully advise you to watch the games this season, and especially if you get someone like a Jabari Smith Jr. or especially a Paolo Bancaro, because right out of the gate, this team is going to be, in my opinion, probably one of the most exciting, top five exciting teams in the entire league mm-hmm. next year. Absolutely. Easily. Like, not even close. If we get Paolo Bancaro. Wow, my man is pushing the agenda, knowing that there's no agenda to push. It is the third pick, GM. You you cannot, you can't do this. Me and J-Dub, we had a little bro hug moment where we were like, there's peace. There's peace on Rockets Twitter. There's nothing y'all can do. There's nothing y'all can say. Y'all can argue your agendas all you want. It's not going to matter, guys. Number three is going to be number three. Whoever's in front of us, we are going to get. It doesn't matter. It is not up to y'all at this point. That is it. Whoever is available at number three is who we get. And I am so excited to see the rest of this the see the rest of this offseason the way that's gonna play out. GM, the draft is literally one month away. I this is man, what an exciting time. Like I, I keep I keep repeating it again, but I I am elated, I am ecstatic, I cannot wait. This is such a great time, especially as we go into the summer. GM, any closing thoughts on this episode before we get ready to go home here? Honestly, no. I mean honestly, I'm just ready. For us to get to the draft. And that's what I want. And hopefully time goes fast. Don't want it to go too fast. But I'm ready for June 23rd. And I'm ready to watch this draft with everybody. Whether whatever happens party-wise. Who knows. I'm just ready to hang out with just be with the Rockets all fan fellow base Rockets fan base yep. again. And see who we get at number three. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be such a fun time, and we're really looking forward to it. We're going to give more details, obviously, as this ends up happening. Like we said, we're anticipating the Houston Rockets will most likely throw a draft uh, draft watch party. So just be on the lookout for that. If if you're listening through our podcast, you, we'll, we'll get it to you all as soon as we find out. And uh, like we said, you know, you can also follow on through Twitter and Instagram. GM, one time for the people. The people want it. The people ask for it every single episode. Give us the sign off. Let the people know where they can find us. Do they really though? Do they really? I mean, not really, but I like to hype it up <laughs> as if they do. So go ahead, GM. Honestly, okay. So for anyone that is listening, if you haven't already, please rate us five stars on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or any other podcast platform like our friends who listen on Good Pods, our friend Sean from Shots and Thoughts. And if you don't follow us now on Twitter or Instagram, you're a fool. Follow us now. You're a fool. <laughs> Follow us at on Twitter at Summit S O M Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore pod. Yes, sir. And if you decide that you like us enough and you think about following me, shoot me a follow on Twitter and Instagram, JP underscore Mira Bueno, M-I-R-A-B-U-E-N-O. Push that button, guys. It honestly just takes a finger. So just use the finger. Just literally just push the button, guys. Push it. It's not hard enough, right? Push it. Push it now. Push it now. Go, go, go. Push it good. You can also follow me right now. Follow me on Twitter at Summit Commission. S-U-M-M-I-T-C-O-M-M-I-S-H. You can definitely find us anywhere where you can find us in terms of Rockets podcasts. We really appreciate 
all of the listens, all of the follows, all of the episode downloads. You guys are truly, truly the MVPs for this podcast. And like I said, this is it's from a fan perspective, and we just truly appreciate it just to see how far this podcast has grown. Continue to grow with us on episode 98. From 1 to 98, the Connor Barwin episode one time. Be sure to, you know, give us a follow and yeah, that's that's all we have to say about that. And on the sign off going home here, be sure to take care of yourselves. And most importantly, in this day and age, be sure to take care of each other. Have a great rest of y'all's week. Where we that yeah, we'll be seeing y'all next week for a brand new episode. This one's actually gonna be a very exciting episode, and it's actually gonna be we're gonna do a we're gonna do a little different episode, and it's gonna be a lot of excitement, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun recording it, and we're excited to pump it out to y'all next week. So y'all have a good rest of your weekend. Take care, be safe, and go Rockets. On fire. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. The Summit for, 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 for.